Um, so what's good, Broski Doodles? Thank you for listening today. Uh, I, I had something, Steven, to talk to you. Um, that has happened recently. We've had some actual disasters, na- natural disasters, well, not natural disasters, but disasters that hurt the nature due to this really? uh, new activity that's taking place. Something that's very new in in the way that I see. I haven't, at least new in the way that they're doing it now. And what I'm talking about, people, is gender reveals. And are gender they reveals. dangerous? Hmm. Do you know about the recent fire in California that was caused by a gender reveal party? No. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so there was this gender... I mean, this was pretty on, on the news. Uh, pardon Stephen. He lives in a very secluded area of the United <laughs> States. And very wet. In yeah, area it's very too. like... Uh, very much like North Korea. They don't really get news from the outside. So it's very filtered. You know, it's like a little bit... A little Republic of China right in the heart of of the U.S. But what, what has happened <laughs> is... There was this party in California in one of these... You know, hillside houses where a lot of rich people live, and they, you know, decided to have a little gender reveal party. And this is, I'm pretty sure it's self explanatory, but gender reveal is sort of a surprise way of revealing the gender of the of the offspring. And then, you know, they mm-hmm. do it with different ways, like a balloon exploding, and it's either pink or blue. And, you know, until then, shit was calm. But now they want to do like fireworks and stuff. And yeah. like different, you know, make it grand, right? It's all about getting that Insta pic or video. And they did That's some cool. like fire shit and that lit up the fucking, um, I guess, trees and bushes around. And then it just kept going and kept going. And then he burned like a whole section of California, costing millions and millions of dollars and, you know, putting people in danger. So... Oh my so it was it was crazy, you know, and this is this is the first time that it happens that bad. But I'm pretty sure, you know, there's been like bad shit that has happened from people doing some gender reveals that are like out of this world, you know, like chill. Like it's just the gender of the kid, you know. Yeah, I mean, anything for anything for a party, anything for, to get people together, you know, especially after the pandemic. They, you know, people just itching to be back together. But um, whenever I travel to the Midwest you know, I love Arizona area. There are almost always a fire hazard. There's always a fire hazard going on and they, and they, there's signs everywhere. Um, you know, uh, please no smoking, uh, here and there. Like they'll say, you know, barbecuing is, is prohibited. They'll, they'll just say these types of things. Like, you you know what I mean? So they obviously did not. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's a real, um, um, effort from the government or from the local government to to obviously stop things but you know people are going to be crazy people are going to be stupid well i mean here in in spain they don't even allow you to make a barbecue anywhere so but how do you barbecue how do you barbecue you don't that's what you do that's part of socialism it's part of the you barbecue straight straight to jail straight to to jail Oh my god, bro! Dang, I don't know if I could. I definitely could not live there then, man. That's crazy. If you live in the last floor of an apartment building and you have a terrace, like, you can do a barbecue. Oh, but because ha- fire doesn't doesn't catch doesn't go down a building. I mean, that part <laughs> is more like to not. 
not annoy the neighbors with the smoke. Man, it's just crazy when you when you live in a place where it's all packed in like New York type style. It's yeah. it's, it's just it's just weird, you know. And they don't even have parks like over there where you could go to a park and have a barbecue, you know. So I don't know. I think a man without a barbecue is pretty much like a man without his balls, you know. And you know, <laughs> that's literally I, how I feel. I feel, I feel I feel a certain way about it, you know. So I agree. So yeah. So no no barbecue, and I just feel like. I mean, they don't trust people to to have. Uh, but you know, what I what I what I wanted to get to with this is, do you think that? I mean, I thought I knew about the. I thought you knew about this, about this event that happened with the fire in California. No. But do you think that this is like, like getting out of control? I mean, with with the stuff that I'm telling you, do you think people are just getting overboard trying to like? I mean, this happened, for example, people trying to get a, a, a selfie at a certain place and then they fall to their death. Like, yes. do you think social media and the urge to to just show your, your I mean, sometimes not even your real life, it's just your imagination of what your life is. It's just so important. Like, they would do anything for that. Yeah, no, I mean, social media has changed everything. It's changed the way people think, uh, do things, you know. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, most of social media is not their real life all the time. It's almost become, it's almost become like the social photo album, right? Like at least that was when it was okay. When I thought of, when I jumped onto Facebook and I was posting these pictures, I just thought to myself like, I'm going to be able to look back at these pictures down the line and say, well, you know, oh, I remember when I was here, when I was there. And God forbid there's ever anything that happens to my house, a hurricane, a fire, whatever. Like those photos are digital. So I will always be able to to have them. Right. But now there's like this oversaturation of photos and, and doing stuff. And let me show what I'm doing all the time that. That, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, anything for the gram, right? Anything for the for the snap or whatever. <clears throat> and unfortunately, it's it's causing, in some and, you cases... Know, back in our days, damage. when you would say anything for the gram, you know, you were talking about selling <laughs> a GPS and hitting your boy, you know, <laughs> Dirty Steve <laughs> for a gram. And, and you know, you, you fuck it. Like, I, I understand... That but today that means anything for the gram is for the Instagram for the picture for the likes, right? Um, and this ties up to a documentary that I recently watched. It's called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix, and I mean it talks more about the advertisement side of it, but but it is crazy how how we're controlled by this social media without us even knowing about it because you don't have to but by the way did you see that documentary i love that documentary and it wasn't too it wasn't it was swinging one way or, or another way it felt like it was just the middle ground letting you know what's what's up and i i honestly dude i was i was just playing it and N natasha was just in the room and like it immediately caught her attention and we both thought it was a wonderful wonderful yeah. um that's crazy. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it funny that the, there was a guy there that was like, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm the inventor of the Facebook like button. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. sounds just, sounds weird. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's not huge, but 
Yeah. You know, and, that's what, and even if, him. If that's what you're going with. Like, if I meet you at a party and I'm like, hey, what you do? Oh, I invented the like button at Facebook. It's like, mm, it just sounds assholey. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it that's huge. I mean, the, what is it, the buy now button with eBay? I think that was one of the first, like, real buttons that that were brought to like an action i guess or something mm. I, for, I forget what it is but that guy's a mil- multi-millionaire just to, just to fucking buy now like the yeah but i guess i mean i'm talking a bit of shit it's not that he invented just like the like button and that sounds simple but the concept of it like we need to yeah. understand that before that you didn't have a way to react you know and that was that right. became the first micro reaction because i think that there may have been yeah. comments before i would imagine so right i, don't I mean remember. there was but this was a way because like who puts a comment like i'm thinking about this now like analyzing it a comment is left by somebody that reached a certain threshold of interest on what you're saying right but it takes a lot of that for somebody to leave a comment but for somebody yeah. to leave a like the threshold of interest is very low but yeah. they, the the the, dynam- the the social effect of it is that when somebody gives a like, which is very easy for somebody to do, they don't have to invest much time or energy to do it. That translates in a reaction for you, which bumps you up and one makes mm-hmm. you want to stay in the site. So the concept behind it is very grand, even though the the end result seems so so like simple, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um and, and and even them, they they were like all all in on that on that reaction, and they loved that that concept and and how they could do that. But they didn't realize, you know, where people would take that like button, how people would receive receiving likes, how they would react to receiving likes, right? Um, that's what I I mean, I I think, especially when they started showing the stats of like when when depression and suicide started really ramping up was right at the time of the 2000s when Facebook and everything started coming up where they thought this was, I'm going to give you reassurance that what you're doing is awesome. The adverse effect happens to some, to a lot of people where what they, if they're not getting enough likes, they feel insignificant. Yeah. You it know? sort of makes you like, instead of being happy, for the likes you get, you just are like, oh, but she's getting more. Or, you know, like, it's that comparison. Yeah. And yeah, people like to compare too much. You kind of have, like, a global leaderboard, right? Like, before it was vague. Like, nobody really, you know. But now it sort of puts it out there in your face. And for people that are not strong enough mentally and emotionally, it's definitely mm-hmm. something that could cripple them. And I think this is more rev- relevant in, like, younger generations. But, yeah they really get caught up on it and, and I can understand I mean like me and you were like from if not the last one of the last generations that like had a life before the internet um, mm-hmm. especially before the internet was commercial right because um, you could say the internet was invented in the 80s or something like that but you know in the early 2000s it wasn't really a thing like you know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't on your com. You might go to your computer and use AOL, but you didn't have all these apps and tools that that allowed this social um, the experiences to to be had. You know, like 
it's really crazy how things have changed in the recent times where like Facebook sort of like and you see this on the dilemma movie Facebook sort of holds like the more political and more serious conversations you know but Facebook uses that to their advantage because that's that's they know that people are going to spend more time if they're like committed to something like politically like what no no but this you know and I've, and I've been yeah. caught up I've been caught up in that myself and I don't do it anymore because right. I understand what they're trying to do but you know you get the debates going on there and it's really not the best place to 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 discuss and Steven knows this for many of you that don't know uh, some of the guests that we've had here are people that I've I've had or Steven has had discussions on Facebook where you're like mm, this is not the best place for for uh, discourse is that the word yeah 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 for for that yeah I, I I don't know the word either to be honest with you oh okay um, great the but but I do feel like the people who really stand hard on their flag you know are are standing hard because that's all that they've been fed you know and the longer that they have been fed that the longer that they have been advertised to and that's what's really crazy you know one of the one of the quotes that stood out was like if you're if uh if you're not paying for a product then you are the product and that's insane Mm-hmm. you know when you have all these social media accounts when you have google gmail even i was talking with my with one of my teachers and he goes you know gmail is free but they get to see everything that you email who promotes to you how they promote to you what you click through everything so their database on you is enormous on just you you know and then and you multiply that by billions of people so yeah so you know that that's private you know one thing is privacy is not a big deal right like i i think you're when people think of privacy they think social security numbers they think credit cards they think addresses home you know all that stuff right but that's that's for one individual who wants to come and try to do something nefarious to you but what about the people what about you know those the the advertisers you know that's really where the privacy comes into play and so you have to limit what you you have to try to make a conscious effort to try to limit your exposure to those to those channels you know uh before you would be able to well this is kind of going back to what you were saying but i i feel i felt like you know when you're in the car right and you have road rage it's super easy to have road rage because that person's in their car you're in your car and you can flip them the bird and you know that they're not going to do anything to you and you're not going to do anything to them right but that becomes so much easier when you're on a platform full of people and you start raging on your topic and perfect you know yeah yeah, yeah keep raging they don't care and I mean, that's why like there's face Facebook had that whole like um, Mark Zuckerberg was in front of uh, the deposition of um, what is it? The privacy deposition, whatever it was. Yeah. Congress. And he right? goes. The, yeah. Congress. And exactly. And, and it was like, oh, you know, but you are you're spreading fake news. 
oh yeah no we we didn't know we you know we're just you know we're, we our filters are off or this and that um you know i i beg to differ because really you don't really care what's coming through you just know that this particular genre comes through and speaks to 30 percent of your audience and 30 percent of your audience eats it up and that rep- that represents 40 percent of your revenue something like that yeah and so that's that's yeah they don't that's you know at the I mean? beginning i thought that and i think there's still a, a bit of that that the silicon valley companies and social media companies they're a bit biased towards the left and i still think so in in like the workers that they have you know a lot of the workers yeah. they have think that way not all of them and at the end of the day, they filter a lot of the things. So you will, you know, it is uh, makes sense for you to see this bias. But I think the owners, the chairmen, the investors, the people that make the money from this, mm-hmm. in their mind, they're like, "Look, man, I'm from the political party of making a shit ton of money. So yeah, if you have a page that's from the left and keeps you there, you know, uh, preaching to the choir and keeps you on the side, then I'm gonna give you that." If you're somebody from the right and you want to feel like, yeah, there's other people that think like me, oh, and we'll give you that. Like, and then you realize, yeah. oh, okay, it's not a political thing. It's like whatever makes you rage or makes you stay in this fucking screen for the longer time, then I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. Now, I will yeah. say about this, and I don't know if eventually I will break, but I feel like with Facebook, they're becoming a lot like YouTube where they have a lot of videos. And once you start watching a video, they continue to more videos. But the thing is, there's times when I'm watching a video and it's it's fucked up. They time it where the video starts and when the climax of the video is going to happen, then you get this little thing where like, oh, an ad is going to start in 14, 10 seconds. And then it's like a 15 second ad that you have to watch. And when that comes, I'm like, okay, fuck this. And I don't care what happens after this. Like, fuck you. Like... And in a way, I'm not doing this because to, to, to sort of say fuck you to Facebook, which it also is a good thing, you know, to say yeah. fuck you to these social media companies. But it was more like, nah, like, I barely had interest on in this. And now you're telling me I have to watch that ad? Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep going on the feed. So I don't know if that's just me or do you think that in general that's not effective? Or do you think that there are people that are like, oh, I'll watch this? I mean, if they're doing it, it's because it oh, should yeah. work, but... Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. People are are super interested in anything. Like in their, even if you, I've caught myself not being totally interested in something and just saying, okay, well, you know, I'm already this invested. Let me just finish it out. Oh, I got a 10 second, 15 second ad. Okay, I'll I'll wait it. Mm, You know, whatever. But it's like, it's, I mean, people, people idolize Facebook, man. And they take it at, they, they think it's actual news. You know, and really what it is, is somebody's opinion, you know, and even if it's very, very skewed. If, yeah. Even if it's wrapped in a beautiful cinematic, you know, f- form and videos, think about this. Videos are not pictures. So the longer that you're engaged with their site, you know, the better. Right. So a video is always going to be better for them rather than a photo. They They say... They're telling us that, you know, if you want engaging content, you know, that videos is the way to go. 
pictures are awesome, but videos are, you know, that's why TikTok is so, you know, so um, popular. That's why, you know, Instagram started doing stories because videos are, are awesome. You know, they're better, um, especially when when they're received in, in full screen. Right. There's nothing else to distract you, you know, so that's at their benefit. That's for sure that we, we get to absorb more, but that's definitely more at their benefit because they can turn around and say, well, we have an engagement time of, you know, a video took the engagement time of somebody being on, let's say this is not real numbers, but let's just say it takes, uh, I had somebody on Instagram for seven minutes with pictures. Now I've got people on Instagram for, th- for 20 minutes on average, on average, you know, because of videos. Yeah. Now, you know? do you, do you think that, Like with Instagram, right? Now they have the reels, which is like mm-hmm. the TikTok copy, right? Yeah. I don't understand. And for some, and what I'm seeing is when you go into your Instagram and you look at the reels, it's not people you follow. It's people that they're promoting. And it's all girls dancing to some song. And it's like, and showing their ass. And I'm just like, what the, f- like, what is this becoming? Like, It's crazy, you know? Yeah. All of them is doing these little TikTok dances. And and I'm just like, I'm, I, it's the first time in my life where I feel like I'm very detached from from a certain culture, you know? That yeah. I've, it's weird. Like, what? what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think obviously sex sells. So they're, they're definitely going to put, you know, these by the way which is which is another thing too you know it's it's kind of a vicious circle right these girls see other girls with fat asses and big tits and you know all that stuff so they go out and either start working out which would be the health, healthier version or they just straight up go and buy their body and then go on tiktok and then get famous immediately then you have outlets like only fans who are just you know doing doing that kind of stuff so i mean in, in a way i know that if you're a person who believes in just making money and, and being successful for yourself, you know, technically, you know, it's kind of like the stripper argument, like, oh, well, you know, she's just trying to make a living out here, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that for sure. Fine. But there's a consequence to that. There's a ripple effect. And I don't think anybody realizes that. And, you know, the more you're on TikTok, I will say, and I think I talked to you about this before, but like, you know, yeah, I, I don't see any of those girls. I see once in a while, those girls, but I always see I always see the the funny ones like the my the people who are or the the barbecue guys or the builder guys you know those are the things that I engage with the right, longest because so that's, that's, that's what you follow people. but uh yeah. I guess because Instagram's trying to like promote it and you don't follow anybody on the real I, I don't know like they just put people and I'm like I don't know any of these people yeah. and it's all I like this super hot girls just like doing some dance and showing their ass Yeah, actually, I've never been on Reels, and that's because I just Instagram as a whole for me or is kind of like I know it's not dead. I feel like Snapchat's probably dead to me, but um, but Instagram I know it's like really really important, but it's just like I never understood it past. I never understood it past like the pictures, you know. I just enjoyed posting the pictures and the the occasional like video, but it, as a post, not as a story and not as a reel. And by doing that, it just creates this whole nother level of like, in order to be even remotely important, you have to have 
this consistently consistency there and i'm just not i just don't have the time and energy for it now i know you don't have the time yourself but do you do you consume the stories content and no the thing is i never like the stories barely. concept like i'm i'm with you like i like the whole posting and yeah. and i and, and i don't ever put stories i only put posts the only stories mm -hmm. i put are like to sort of promote the broski doodles channel um because i cannot post it i cannot repost it so to speak but um yeah do you think it is getting saturated because i i just i just feel like there's like an endless sea of hot chicks with fat asses on instagram like is it you can never run out there's so many do you mm -hmm. think it will get saturated or do you think there's just there's enough food for all of them like forever like Do you think that job will be like will become a staple, like a real thing? I I I don't know, I don't know how. I don't know. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I feel I feel like that that's just gonna be endless, because that's just endless, you know. And there's endless tastes, and somebody likes some brunette, somebody likes some blonde, somebody likes some curvy, somebody likes some thin, you know. And it's like, man. Like it's endless. It's endless. And you, and you as you a know? girl, <coughs> I mean, if you have, <coughs> if you have like a subscription, right? That's like twenty uh, bucks a month, right? On this OnlyFans thing. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works, but let's say they have a subscription where you pay them twenty bucks a month. They just need to get a hundred guys, and that's that's two thousand bucks a month. I mean, yeah. in in the U.S. is not that much, but let's just say like as a starting thing to like pay your bills, and then keep growing from that. Like I guess to sort of favor your thesis on this, uh, it seems like, yeah, like I mean they don't need that many people to make money off of this, right? So. Right. You, It might be the case that this is gonna be a staple, and like you said, sex sells, and that's a, a staple all the time. That doesn't matter if it's back in the day or now. Yeah. And the OnlyFans gives them that. I mean, it is saturated, but you think that it, there's enough for them to eat by you know selling their milkshakes and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Those our young listeners are not gonna know what a milkshake. Is. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It does exist. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like that. The whole the milkshake brings that whole thing. Oh, okay. No, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I actually meant like because they sell. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I didn't oh, mean shit. they were selling their tits, which they might be. But what I mean is no, because some of these girls like will put a post like selling some protein shake, you know, because they make money. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> they make. They make money. Um, That's funny. Yeah, That's I wasn't hilarious. even trying, but you see that connection there. You see what happens. My bullshit brings other boys to the yard. Ain't like it's better than y'all. Yeah, that brings me back to like a whole different world, right? Like that day. Yeah, it's just different. 20 years ago, it's just so different. Um, but yeah, these girls. I mean, they sell like protein shakes and you know other things, uh, bathing suits and stuff. And I mean, I, I support them. You know, keep grinding. I just find it weird. It's just so weird that. You could just do that and and you're good to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
from a moral standpoint, like I would have a hard time being okay with that. Um, say if I had a daughter, right? I mean, but then at the same time, like, you know, that's the equivalent of my parents saying, oh, you got to go to college and you got to go to college. You got to get a degree. You got to do this. And really that sort of mentality, although it's still valid, it's, it's not, it's not the only way, you know? Um, and so like, I'm, I'm going to look at it like, oh, well, like, why don't you become an entrepreneur? Why don't you start, you know, learning a, tr- a, a craft? No, dad, I'd rather shake my ass and, you know, sell my milkshakes. I'm like, dang. Like, I mean, contrary to popular belief, damn. I think that if Steven was to get on some hot, you know, l- little outfit, I think you could, you know, start start something interesting. The OnlyFans. Um, so I well, thought I just thought about that while you were talking about it. I was like, dude, like, I mean, it would it, what if there's some fetish out there that girls like, <laughs> you know, uh, meatball, meatball esque guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like dad bod. I mean, all I need is a hundred at twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Right? All I, need I mean, that's, that's what it. I think about. That's what I think about. <laughs> all you need is a hundred sick motherfuckers. And that's it, and you're good to go. You quit your job, and and you know you spread them legs. I mean, all I'm saying is, <laughs> you gotta diversify your portfolio these days, guys. The world is changing, and we cannot be stuck in the past. You ever meet somebody that didn't grow up with? Like, I mean, even though we, when we were growing up, there was an internet, we got sort of got caught up with it quickly. Like, it was part of our, our of our growing up, so it's it's sort yeah. of natural for us. Mm-hmm. But then you might meet somebody like even in a work environment or somewhere, and they're just like, no, because you know, this happens in Spain a lot because Spain is is not as modern as the U.S. And then you have mm-hmm. these pockets of people that still live like 50 years ago and still think that yeah. way. But this happens everywhere. But you meet certain people that you're like, yeah, dude, you just you were successful. They always talk about like, no, I used to be the manager of this and that and. But then they just never kept on with the times. And today, even though they have all these people skills and all this experience, they just don't know the basics of today's mediums to be able to project those skills. And it sort of cripples them um, when they're older, which is even more fucked. Yeah. I was driving through Marco Island this weekend. I was telling you I was in Naples and then I... And uh, our five-year anniversary is coming up. And I was driving through Marco Island just to see, like, some of the Airbnbs around there, or at least the, the vibe, to see, oh, what can we do if we do rent here, right? And I started going through... One of the things that we like to do is drive through, like, really expensive houses and just to kind of, like, you know, fantasize and materialize um, that that outcome for us. And, and, dude, every single house, I would say 90-plus percent, everybody was old 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 like like retired and old right how do you know because they were outside and shit yeah they would come out of their garages they would be like messing like i guess active older people but i'm just thinking to myself like wow like you know and that was like what you know what if would it be crazy to just go up to them and say hey you know what do you do or what you know what i'm saying what did you do right (laughs) just because i i want to learn and make this kind of money right (laughs) And uh, and I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, no, that's a good idea. But now that you know you're saying this, and I had thought about this a couple of days ago, I was thinking like, even if they were to tell us what they did, 
it would almost be irrelevant. Mm. It would be irrelevant. Yeah. Because it's like, because they could not re- replicate what they did. Or at least, no. we couldn't. Not that they could not. But they, the, yeah, but like it, the, the majority of them, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, was a regional manager and then I became a district manager and, you know, I started my own company selling sewing machines. Well, that's, that's dead, you know? That's never, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was lucrative then, and now it's not, because China changed everything, or the internet changed everything. So it's like, it, it, those people got out right on time. No, I mean, they, right on time. they're lucky that they were able to make all their money and be set for life, you know? And if they're living in Marco Island, I mean, this is a very expensive area in the, yeah. in the, in the South Florida west coast um i've been there a couple times because my my family in miami every year they they would want to go yeah to one of the hotels there that's super nice and shit so i would go there and it's it's a beautiful place but yeah it's a bunch of people retired uh and it's pretty expensive place to live but it's beautiful yeah but I, i guess just trying it back to what we were saying it's just like i don't you know what i mean like that's that's not possible anymore you can when they when they go and then their children or their you know own that property you know you're gonna have to buy that property from them and mind you i i went through these are super nice houses but there's also like really older houses that that again are like two three four five million dollar homes old i'm talking about like i would not like to live in this house but you buy the house for five million, you knock it down, and then you re, re, you know resurrect a more modern home, which is another couple million dollars. So you now have to, and and when we were looking on Zillow in the '90s, those properties sold for half a million or a million. There's a big difference here. You know, we're talking about and then well, from the '90s, from the '90s, like yeah, but from the '90s, one million to five million, it doesn't seem like. It's that big of a hike. I, I would assume that that's like consistent with other hikes, you know, in the right, thirty no, no, years. The, right, exactly. Like you know, I I understand that the inflation goes up and this and that. But what I'm saying is, is that like you're gonna need you're gonna need to not only buy the house, but you're gonna need to demolish oh, the okay, house, okay. And build a new house. Well, what you're saying is that so, back in the day, for half a million, you will get the land and the new property. Now exactly. for five million, yeah. you get the land and the cost of pretty having much. to fucking tear that one apart and then making a new one. So yeah, so exactly. you're pretty much paying millions and millions for just the piece of shit land that might get you know flooded in the next few decades. And then I think <laughs> about that too. I think about that too. I'm like, oh, you like in I don't know whatever the scientists say that it's gonna happen, but I would hate. I'd be beside myself if I drop. 30 million dollars on a home that you know costs me a million dollars a year and then it's gone what i mean by a million dollars a year is that like uh, 30 million let's say in the next 30 years you know florida starts to inundate my god like <laughs> you know you, no. i don't know I, I can't imagine the insurance well, i think it's, I don't know. it's gonna happen i don't think it's a good idea to buy anything expensive well i mean i don't know maybe i'm talking shit marco island I don't know what their situation is, but I do know like South Beach and certain areas like in the Keys, they're pretty. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah, I, I, I that's terrible. But I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm digressing. But I guess what I'm saying is this: is like if you're not keeping up with the times, then you're 
You're fucked. You're, you're not gonna be. You're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. I mean, they're, 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 and especially when you're in an area where you never expected things to change. Like if you're a doctor or like a computer engineer, you are sort of taught from the beginning that your career is always being improved and we're finding new things. So if you're a good doctor and you graduated 40 years ago, most of them keep up with the new techniques, the new inventions, the new, and same as if you're a programmer or something that works with tech, you have to be always in the sort of lookout for the next new thing. But there's some things yeah. like, I mean, I don't, nothing comes to my mind, but you know, like, like somebody f that sells from a brick and mortar store, right? Like mm -hmm. they just have some 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 shoes or whatever the fuck they sell, and they never got right. to the point of like making this system searchable for people online, for you to order online, for you to do things. If you never got to that, you're fucked. And it doesn't matter how much yeah. experience you have, how good you are at making shoes. You know, if you didn't, if you don't make that that change, that evolution of making everything digital, you can always keep like your physical stuff. I think that's a beautiful thing, especially you see that more in Europe, where there's like specific stores that sell specific things that you're like, oh, I prefer coming here and like talking to the guy and shit. That still has value, right. but you cannot only stay there. You need to also have the website with the products, with the stuff, to yeah to make it work. Yeah, yeah. I mean that the the companies that survived the the initial pandemic shutdown were those who were able to adapt quickly. Others, not so much. You so. know, what one thing I was I was thinking about in in this same topic is that, like, for example, music. You know, I remember when I used to go to play music in bars and different venues and stuff, and you either didn't get paid or got paid very little. And I never really cared about being paid because I just wanted to sort of let myself be known, right? Like that was my, yeah. I'm doing all this so that people can get to know me and I can grow um, a fan base. Right. And as time went on, in the more recent times I've come to realize, and this is also my personal opinion, so if people have different opinions on this, please let us know. But my opinion that from my experience has been that when you go to like a place to play your music and you're not mm -hmm. playing to people that have listened to you before or even care about you or know you, you're just like in a venue and there's a bunch of people and you're playing your music. You go through this whole psychological stress of you having to fucking lower your humbleness so much so that you can play here when a lot of people, people are not listening, they're talking over your music. It's a whole uncomfortable thing. And, you know, you kind of feel like a little, I mean, you're not getting paid, so you, you could even, come, you know, say you kind of feel like a little slave where you're just there right. playing for these people. They don't give a fuck. You, you hurt your ego because you work on these songs that you play and, and you put right. all this, and then you get this, like, this reaction where you're like, fuck, then maybe this shit sucks, you know? Right. And the best that could happen is maybe one or two people or a couple people that day end up like enjoying your music and following you and wanting to know more of your of your stuff, right? And then mm -hmm. I compare that to like what you're able to do online by putting music videos up, promoting it online and the reach that you have. And it sort of just puts me in a space where I'm like, I'm not even interested in like playing, I I'm not interested in playing physical concerts. like. 
unless it's a concert where people are coming to see me, right? Yeah. And I have have had a few of those, and that's a different thing. But while you're sort of climbing the ladder, you're not gonna have every weekend a group of fifty people that are gonna go see you. So. Yeah. What, I, what I'm trying to say is that I, I've come to the conclusion that it's a lot more beneficial for you to worry about having a nice little formula of putting content out and spreading it instead of wasting that time in going to like a physical place to try to capture the interest of people that have never heard of you. Especially if your music is not like some reggaeton or, you know popular Dan- dancey yeah, type of thing dancey type of yeah. shit that can be you know if you like the music i make is very like you have to listen to the lyrics you have to analyze the stuff and people don't give a fuck about that it's a very secluded amount of people so i mean i, I don't want to get off the topic but it's just like even i that i grew up with this whole thing i've had to like analyze myself and be like all right what is it that i should be doing to push this shit like what is the most effective way and i've always come to the conclusion in the recent years that you have to push the online thing, like it or not. That's just where people's interests are, you know. Yeah. And what do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? Really? And and I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a little bit easier, right, for you to do it that way, as long as you learn the skills that you need. You don't need to be a a, a mastermind, but you need to at least know that you know you post something, you post something consistently, you post. Uh, good content and what i mean by that is like visual content you know people are going to even if they don't analyze your whole song now if at least they subscribe that quick like you you were talking about the like button like that quick hit that subscribe button you know what i mean it 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 at least allows you to pop up on their feed later on because you know they're subscribed to you and you know that that the you you bypass that algorithm and, and it, you're automatically there. So it's like, if you can get, if you went to a, 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 a restaurant or one of these places where you play for free and you got one or two people that night, when's the next time you play at another location? The next week, right? One or two. Well, imagine being able to do one or two every day. From and your home. One or from your home. Exactly. And, and so, you know, it, it in some ways it's actually made people successful and made people get noticed but in you know if you're not if you're not able to to even first of all you have to wrap your brain around that concept and then if you're not able to 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 adapt and 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 learn just a like you can't just be a musician you need to learn how to be slight a, a little bit of a marketer as well you know so once it, you know what I mean? it's it, it's kind yeah, of it's, it's, it's complex, kind of but way but in the world. I just I mean I guess yeah it's not easy in the sense that you need to know a lot of a lot of things. But you know like this whole idea of like you go to different venues, different bars, and you play your ass out, and eventually somebody's gonna notice you, and then your career goes up and shit. Like that doesn't yeah. exist. I don't think that exists okay. anymore. Like the amount of concerts you have to play for you to get the same amount of growth that you can get through online, it's just sad because it kind of makes it irrelevant to play a show um, in live, you know, like like that that whole idea of like you going to a place and you're playing for some people and then those people are going to be like, oh my God, that's really cool and shit. That's not my experience. And maybe I haven't been in the right crowds, but my experience is that people that go to a bar and are listening to live music, 
they just want to listen to some shit that they re- they recognize, they remember some cover, and yeah. and that that takes me to a different section where it's like, if I have to play some covers and then try to sneak in my songs in between covers, then then I just get to a point where I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. Then like it's just you know what I mean like. I prefer to put it online, and if and the people that like it enjoy it, and then the people that don't like it, peace. And I don't have to waste my energy and time and stress and all this shit and even money because sometimes you spend money going to the place. And, yeah. And then for what? For like, so obviously the practice is important, but you can practice at home, and and you do need a little bit of that live experience. So I'm not saying that's not something you should do at all, but. Um, I just think that people need to really concentrate on the internet stuff. People are making a lot of money on the internet, and they might not even ever meet the people that they're making money from. I don't think that should be the case because I do like to actually eventually get to a point where we're able to to interact in with, with the people that listen to us. But what I'm trying to say is that if you just stuck in the past, and this applies to all types of of careers. If you're stuck in the past and you haven't moved forward with the whole internet, uh, I feel like an old guy. Like you gotta get into the interwebs. Yeah, you gotta get on the computer, click a thing, and just start hitting uh, the Facebooker and the uh, Instagramming and all that stuff. You yeah, gotta get all the Twitters. Get off my page, right? Instead of a lawn. No you gotta get all here. the Twitters. All the Twitters. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> but you definitely need to be on top and if you have any other uh, ideas or tips that you think that could help us do let us know uh, even though we we like what we do we're always looking for new ways and you know there's always people that, that got new ideas especially the youngins so so yeah. let, let us I mean, know maybe you can maybe you, I'll let you know something right here uh, why don't you start an OnlyFans where you're, you're, you're you start lathering yourself up with butter or, or, or whatever and, and you just shower yourself while you play guitar inevitably you're sneaking in here you know what I'm saying your music <laughs> yeah and and uh, and then people are, are there there for for it you know so you're saying apply the old school strategy of sneaking your songs in between the covers but instead of covers we're talking about buttering my my naked skin okay (laughs) exactly the plums or i mean and 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 and, uh and i mean just to kind of backtrack a little bit to the restaurant thing i mean or you know like a venue i do think that these places are a good place to practice um uh your your uh, reception right like uh, did i play this a little uh, what tempo should i play this song at you know what i mean what's going to get people more more involved you know i mean i'm sure that you've had songs where were slightly different to what you actually released like how you initially began writing the song probably changed to be a little bit more catchy down the line, right? Um, because that's just the, the way of the world. Like, and I'm I'm super, um, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm what's the word I'm looking for? I'm hopeful. Just oh, yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm also like, uh, but th- I fall victim to not caring about the lyrics as much because. Um, you know the the music i grew up on was disco and 
and those were always more moving disco not, when not, the fuck did you grow up no because my, my dad they would play like the disco like oh, okay, I, okay. I loved like the, the music that my parents listened to were disco whereas some people were listening to like uh, Leonard Skinner <laughs> Leonard Skinner <laughs> Led, uh, Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd yeah more more lyrical and more and more passion behind it and and you know once funk and soul and you know what i mean like i mean bluegrass is a wonderful wonderful uh genre of music but you know that's that's that takes a certain type of person to listen to it and if you get what i'm saying like it's it's not it, unless you grew up on it you wouldn't really fall into it right so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is use these restaurants, use these venues as a way to work on your music, even if you got to do it for free, but grind Monday to Friday from home online. So, okay. I, and, and tell me and tell me, I would actually love because these the people who are listening to us are probably way more connected than we are. Um, so leave us a comment. Let us know what what are some of the um, the channels that you're listening to or one of the, some of the ways that you see artists whether they're people you you follow or, or yourself how how are you getting out there you know let's start a community uh chit chat about that so yeah that's what i was gonna say. let us know if you have you know there's other strategies that maybe me and steven don't know about uh that you think we can improve on okay we're here we're teachers as well no i mean uh, students uh, students yeah <laughs> So we also want to learn, okay? <laughs> we teach, but we also want to learn, okay? We're like yeah. the PE teachers, you know? You know what they say, when if you if you can teach, teach. If you can't, be a PE teach teacher. PE. So <laughs> keep it real, keep awesome. it gangster, and keep it broski doodles. Peace out. <laughs>